five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Sharing faith, knowledge, hope, and love. Hi, and welcome to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. My name is Dee Moore, and I am a stage four kidney warrior. This podcast is dedicated to encourage, educate, and inspire as we explore all aspects of kidney disease, chronic illnesses, and health. If you have any questions or ideas for future topics you would like me to cover, please do get in touch with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter using the handle Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Today's episode is the first part of a series where we're going to look in depth about kidney disease. In part one, we are looking at what kidney disease is and what causes it. My guest today is the vivacious lead chronic kidney disease nurse, Patsy Moye. Pat has been working in the kidney speciality for over 33 years, working in pre-dialysis, dialysis, transplantation and conservative management. Pat was nominated as an unsung hero of the NHS in 2000 and was nominated in the Queen's New Year list in 2019. Pat has a passion for early detection and early management of chronic kidney disease and strongly believes it is possible to reduce the numbers of people who access kidney replacement treatments unnecessarily by being vigilant at primary care level. Hi and welcome to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. How are you doing today, Pat? I'm doing fine, thank you. And thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast. And thank you so much. I mean, I I was reflecting on the very first time I met you and I, I saw your presentation um, on the World Kidney Day and it was amazing. And there were so many gems that um, that I took from that presentation. I learned so much. Um, that, you know, I wanted the listeners to hear um, and to learn from. And one of the, the powerful things that you said that day for me was that the kidneys don't shout. If you don't look for it, you don't see it. And so I'm reminded that, you know, for many people, they might not have any symptoms when it comes to kidney disease. And so by the time they find out it's a massive shock and so this is why I wanted to um, speak to yourself and to um, to get as much information to empower people um, as possible and I wanted to start from the foundation really because we talk a lot about being a kidney warrior and we talk about kidney disease but I think we need to kind of start from the absolute basics and get an understanding of well what is kidney disease and what causes it? So that's going to be my, my first question. What is kidney disease? Thank you for asking me that question because that's what I try to do every day, to try and explain to people what kidney disease is. And for people to understand, like you just said, that when the kidneys are affected, they don't always shout. By the time that they show symptoms, they are very, very advanced. And sometimes you can't actually reverse them. So I'm going to be going over what kidney disease is. It is um, a condition of the kidneys. It could happen with a normal functioning kidney, but there is something not right inside there, which if left alone, will worsen the condition of the kidney. For example, 
you have people with genetic uh, conditions who who are born with cysts in their kidneys or who who have something like some some people are born with kidneys that are joined together what they call horseshoe kidneys they could actually have a normal function if you were to check them in the laboratory but there is a risk there that the kidney will get worse this is why we stage kidneys in stages kidney disease is is, is expressed in stages i will talk about that as we go on um so if you got damage your kidney which could be either you are losing protein but your kidney function is fine but the fact that you are losing protein in your kidneys will actually put your kidney at risk of damage or further damage you could be hypertensive but have a normal kidney function and when i say hypertensive i mean high blood pressure normal kidney function is expressed as a filtering rate of 90 and above and when i talk about the the, the levels the the uh, levels of kidney function which i will explain because everybody talks about um oh you are in stage 3 or you are in stage 2 what does that mean mm-hmm. so i'm going to try and explain that so you could be in stage 1 which is a normal kidney but if you are very hypertensive and you've got a blood pressure and you've got family history we have to sort of say stage 1 because somebody has to monitor you so stage 1 is just to remind the people who look after you that you've got something that needs to be monitored more you monitor that one of them is protein loss we shouldn't be losing a lot of protein in your kidneys because that damages the kidney you shouldn't have a high blood pressure because that damages the kidney if you have uncontrolled uh, diabetes that damages the kidney um there like I, i've just talked about family uh, uh, problems that cause uh, kidney disease i'll talk about them as well that 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 needs to be monitored so that the kidneys are are, are, are monitored and preserved so kidney problems kidney disease could be with a normal kidney function but the person is at risk of developing kidney disease that's stage 1 so 90 we express this as it is meals per minute and above to about 120 that's normal kidney function but if you have like a protein loss high blood pressure and also then you are in stage 1 because somebody needs to monitor you does that make sense so you have 100% kidney function but because yes. you've got high blood pressure or diabetes or then yes or protein leaking from into yes. your kidneys then it is leaking into your urine oh your urine. okay so the protein yes. is leaking into your urine then this yes. is putting your kidneys at risk and so that yes. needs to be monitored so at that point in time your kidney function yes. is normal but because of those factors yes, it could damage you your kidneys exactly okay so you need to manage and you won't have any symptoms at all to do with kidney damage right this is this is where i the not doubting bit is right this is why we say kidneys don't shunt if you don't do anything with them you won't know where they are okay now talking about the the, the classification again if you are in stage 2 we call it g2 we say quite g1 g2 now uh, because we are using global classification uh, a long time ago england had theirs scotland had theirs uh, 
Australia had theirs, South Africa had theirs, but nowadays we use one. Today, if I was sending somebody to Moscow and say, I'm sending somebody uh, to your hospital and they are in G1, they know that the the, the kidney function is, is normal is 90 and above, but there's something that they need to look at. There's a risk there that they need to monitor and manage. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Doesn't mean that because someone is in G1, they don't need to keep their clinic appointments. They still need to, for it to be maintained at G1. Right. For it to be slowed down so that it doesn't rapidly decline to G3, G2, G3 and, and down. Okay? Right. Um, so the other thing that we do nowadays before um, uh, we, 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 uh, I move off from, from the, the, the classification from G1 is we also need to know if it's protein, how much protein that person is losing as well at that level. If your worry is about protein, how much are they losing? So, so if, uh, if I say G1, which means your, your kidney function is normal, but there's an A1. A1 is protein loss, is albumin creatinine ratio. If it's one, it means it's no more. So if Russia or whoever, wherever I'm sending someone to, we're going to uh, make a clinic appointment, they can do it in four months' time or they can do it in three months' time. There's no agency. There's no hurry. They will still see that person, but there's no agency. But okay. if it was G1 and A3, which is the, the, the highest, it means they are losing a lot of protein. Right. They need to be seen as quick as possible and be managed as quick as possible. Okay. So someone okay. could have normal kidney function, but they're leaking a lot of protein, which means that yes. it's a high priority for them to be seen to make sure yes. that their kidney function doesn't decline further. Yes, right. that is very important. Um, then we can go to G2. G2 will be actually a, a, a kidney uh, function of 60 to about 89 mils a minute. And that, again, um, is not too bad, especially for someone who is much older, who is an old person. Um, as long as um, it's not showing a trend of declining all the time, you know, because if you come to my clinic, the, I will sort of say today, maybe you are 75 meals a minute. If you come again next time, if you come as 50 meals a minute, then I'm worried. Right. That trend, that, that trend, that graph, how it is coming down matters. So we always look at trend. So if it's 60 to 89 and it's stable, that's fine. You, we need to actually manage that, that person's um uh, blood pressure, manage their protein loss, manage whatever. But we still need to know the A. We need to know how much protein they are losing. Because protein sometimes is one that makes us suspicious that people could have, you know, those conditions like lupus, like membranous, which are autoimmune conditions. That is what how we know. That's how we, we become suspicious. And then we biopsy people. If somebody's losing a lot of protein, that's why it's so important. And then you put them on the right medication and somebody gets better than I don't know whether that's making sense day yes I, I also just wanted to does that make sense oh yes I wanted to rewind slightly so when you're saying mils per minute what does that mean just to explain yeah. to the listeners 
your kidney, if a normal, a normal functioning kidney, if you are sitting there doing your own thing, getting on with your business, your kidney is handling 90 to 120 mils a minute to clean your blood while you're sitting there. That's how big your kidneys are. That's that's now, as they, <laughs> that's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> 90 yes. to 100 milliliters a minute. Yes. Wow. If you, if you, the hospital cup of you know that little plastic cup, the hospital cup. Yes, it's about hundred mils. Wow. So that that yeah. so so they're so doing a, a a very high rate job, then aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they are. The kidney was work very 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 hard, and this is why when they stop working, then you 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 become unwell. Uh, because your kidneys um, are doing so much, so your kidneys are handling ninety. 120 mils a minute as you are sitting down if you've got your normal kidneys working properly and that's how they are but they shouldn't be losing too much protein they shouldn't be losing uh, they shouldn't be a very hypertensive because it forces them to push more out which is not a good thing because it overworks it um a, a high diabetes a high hpa1c in diabetes also does the same thing any blockages or whatever do, do that's the same thing so you end up pushing out Protein. Protein is too big a particle to come out of the kidney filters. It damages the filters. Right. So that's why we don't want it there. Okay. Okay. And this is also they've discovered in the studies that if somebody's losing a lot of protein, they are the ones who who very quickly get to needing dialysis. Right. So the higher so the we, protein, the more to, damage, and the closer you get to yeah, dialysis. This the higher the risk for you to get to dialysis. Right. So we need to minimize that in our plan of care. We need to ensure that at least we we, we, we do everything. And one of those, uh, what we do is to control the HbA1c then if you're diabetic and it's also to control the blood pressure if somebody was, uh, uh, it was because the blood pressure. If it was an autoimmune condition, then we make sure that also the blood person is on the right medication to prevent that. Right. Okay. So then you go down to 45 to 59, that's G3, but G3 has got either A1 or A2 or A3. Okay. Okay, which is protein loss. And if you look at the, the chart of um, uh, the classification, or if you look at for, for, for chronic kidney disease classification on the internet, the, the, the border, the colors, the higher the risk of developing either kidney disease or heart disease because what you find is if you treat kidney disease well you also prevent the risk of heart disease if you if you if you also uh, treat diabetes well you 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 prevent you actually minimize the risk of um, uh, getting complications of diabetes and actually heart disease as well there's a complication i think so we need to it's, it's, to say that again for for the listeners Yes. So if you... What I say, yes. If you if you look at um, the way we treat diabetes also and kidney disease, if you look after kidney disease well, which is by co- you control the blood pressure well, you control the uh, di- diabetes well, or you control whatever is the cause of the kidney damage, which I will talk about in a, in a minute, you also reduce the risks of that person um, having heart disease. 
you are you are always trying to reduce the risks of cardiovascular disease for example anemia is one of those things that can can cause you to have heart problems because you start having palpitations and things like that. And we are always checking people's um, full blood counts when they come to clinic. All those bottles we take of blood are trying to check on all those things uh, to prevent, to, to, to reduce and minimize the risks of developing complications. And the one very big one is, is heart disease. So you heard it there, okay. listeners. I hope they are. So this is why where I work, um, I work in early detection and early management of kidney disease. So if you detect it early, you have to look for it, remember. Everybody who has a blood test in England, they have their kidney function reported. If you ask your GP, what is my kidney function? They will tell you. Okay, um, everybody, every single person. But what I want to, people to remember is uh, kidney um, the classifications, the levels are not equal in everybody. You don't expect like a, a, a 70 year old person to have a kidney function of 90 to 120. Okay. They won't have. Because as you get to about 30 or 40, you lose one meal per minute a year of your kidney function due to aging processes, due just to getting old. So just by, you know, just, so that's just completely normal. When you get to the yeah. age of 30 to 40, you lose one mil per minute every yeah. year. Yes, this is why you find if a year old goes to a GP or to a kidney person and they say, oh, I've been sent by whoever to say my, my, my kidney function is 60. Um, then yes, the kidney person will look at the, the trend. What was it before? And if it was fine, if it was 61 last year and it was, uh, 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 um, it was um, uh, 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 higher than that last year, year before and you are just losing by one, then it's not going to worry anybody because that's normal. Right. Okay. So, so it's just to remember that actually age-wise, um, a 60-year-old with a, with a GFR of 60 with GFR is glomerular filtration rate, which is the 90 to 120 mils a minute. That is what is what it is called. Um, so glomerular filtration rate is GFR. Sometimes we say eGFR because it's estimated. We use numbers. We use your creatinine levels. We use your age. We use your ethnicity as well to calculate it. Um, so the E just stands for estimated glomerular uh, uh, filtration rate. Um, so if you are 60 and it's 60, you are fine. If you are 60 and it was 70 last month and it was like 80 last month and it's coming down, then there's something not right. You see what I mean? Yeah. So you always need more than one record to make a decision. Right. Yeah, you need to compare. So we were at G3 and now you know that there's A as well and that A should be honored. And you also know that somebody is 60 uh, and their GFR is 60, they are normal because you, use, you lose one meal a minute every year through through uh through age um again if you g4 is from 30 to 44 and g uh, uh, uh sorry g, g, g3b sorry is uh 45 to 50 what am i reading it's 44 30 to 44 is g3b so g3a there's g3a g3b g3a is 45 to 59 g3b is 30 to 34, but G4 
which is um, 15 to 29, you should be under the care of a nephrology person. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is my, somebody. Which is where I am, G4. Yes. You need to have somebody because then your symptoms will be more intense. And they really need some, some somebody who understands the condition to look at you and manage it. Mostly because you don't just look at one thing when you are looking at kidney results. Mm-hmm. You are looking at one and you are looking at another. You are bringing them together and you make a decision. And So you need to be doing the right tests to start with, which are known by the nephrologist, and you need to follow them up properly. Plus also, they tend to use the most recent, the most current evidence-based medicines. They do. I know that. I work there with them. Um, so they are the ones to keep up with what is coming uh, next, what is the new thing, which is controlling what, and they use that. I've come across people who are started, especially on like ACE inhibitors, tablets, which are given to people to protect the kidney and to protect the, the, the heart uh, because it actually improves the circulation and, and all. P- um, tablets like Prils, Ramipril, uh, Pril, they also actually reduce your protein loss. And nowadays as well, if somebody was diabetic, there are gluflosins, tablets which end up with gliflosin, which are like dapagliflosin or empagliflosin or canagliflosin, they also reduce protein loss. So sometimes they give you those on top of whatever you've got and people would carry them in their bag. They don't take them. Until they meet somebody. Why was I given these ones? That's what did they say? Oh, they were talking about something. And you know that somebody says something, but people just don't want to take the medication. But we try by all means to give you the most recent tablets and also more, some tablets are for preventative purposes, for protective purposes, for protective, protecting damage to your kidney and protecting damage to your heart. Right. We don't wait for things to happen first. So when you get to about G5, then we'll be talking about dialysis and everything else. So what then happens for the kidney to fail, for somebody to go into these Gs? It's either because they have got kidney uh, diabetes, which I've talked about already. 40% of people with type 2 diabetes, they end up on dialysis. 40% of type 2 diabetes? Eighties patients end up yeah, on dialysis. It, yes, they wow. don't want to say forty percent, but it's, it's still forty percent of uh, people with diabetes. But of all of them, they end up with, with not end up on dialysis. They end up with kidney disease. Right. Yes. So forty percent. Let me correct that then. So forty yeah. percent of yeah. diabetes patients end up mm-hmm. with kidney disease. Yes. But it's not all of them. I think about 10% or so end up on dialysis. A lot of them are caught up with the, uh, heart disease and everything else, and they complicate, and they just lose their lives that way. Wow. That's so which brings a role as an, somebody who does early detection and early management. Because if you detect that kidney disease, if you also detect diabetes that early, because you're doing dipsticks. If you pick up some, some, some protein, you also can pick up some, some sugar as well in some, somebody's urine. Uh, you can then have that person manage LA and all those complications prevented. Right. And then somebody can have a quality of life and they can have 
a longer period before they can get to dialysis. And hopefully some people won't get to be affected by this 40%. So the early detection of diabetes then is very important for prevention. Yes, and also kidney disease Mm -hmm. is, is very important. People with high blood pressure also have... Uh, uh, suffer from kidney disease. And those people, again, are supposed to, when they go for their yearly checks, just like with the diabetics, when they go for their yearly checks, they're supposed to take a sample of urine. We should be checked, either dipsticked or sent out to just check on whether there's protein in that, in that, in that, um, in that, in that urine. Because that's the only way kidneys show that I'm not happy here. Is with the urine I, test. Yes, life isn't good when it starts leaking um, uh, uh, protein in diabetics and people with um, with high blood pressure. But what I find is people will go, this, oh, I forgot. And people are busy. They won't say, oh, I want you to make to, to do something before you go. So I'll, 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 I'll get it next time. Right. And next time, yeah. So the urine test is something very important that you shouldn't skip. Yes, and what I say to all the because I, I, I teach the all the diabetics that, that um, are newly diagnosed, uh, my, my trust actually uh, uh, invites the kidney pain people as well to come and talk to them, and we tell them that it is your responsibility to take a sample with you, because what they will do is then they will choose the right tablets when they found that there's protein in someone's urine. They will repeat that that uh, sample, and they will put that person on the right medication for them to monitor to to to, to prevent excessive loss of the of the protein, which we know already that if you are losing a lot of protein, you 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 accelerate your kidney damage and you end up on dialysis prematurely. Right. So, yeah. So the management of the protein leak is essential. Is important, absolutely. And I want it to be a responsibility for the patients. Right. The, we, we are busy. I work in the NHS too. We are very, very busy. And reminding you all the time, have you brought a sample of urine? No, no, all the time. Oh, no, no. No, it is your responsibility. You want to be managed as a whole. And that's how you can do it. Right. Get involved. So the other thing, blood, blood pressure-wise, we want the blood pressure to be maintained um, for, uh, 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 140 over 80, the normal uh, blood pressure um, control should be uh, 140 over 80. But if somebody was diabetic and they are losing protein, it should be below 130 over 80. Okay. okay. So, so 140 and, over 80, 140, 140 over 80 is normal? Yes, for everyone. If they are on treatment for high blood pressure, okay. But if they are losing protein mm-hmm. and they are also diabetic, we want it lower, one thirty. Okay, over eighty. Uh, and it's nice to be involved nowadays. We encourage people to have their blood pressures done at home to just monitor it at home and bring the results in. Because you are chilled out at home, you are not worried about anything. Um, and um, you don't have that white coat syndrome when you come in where you said, oh my God, the doctors again, what, I wonder what they're going to talk about today. You are not having that. 
So if you come with what you do at home and we also do something when you come into the hospital or into the clinic, then we can compare. But mostly we go by what it is at home because that is a, a better reflection to what your blood pressure is. So you're encouraging patients to, to measure do, your blood pressure at home because you're more relaxed at home, there's less yes. stress at home, you're going to get a yes. more normal and accurate reading than when you go to the hospital then I don't know mm-hmm. you've you've taken ages to find a parking space or exactly. you're 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 walking to the appointment you're stressing over exactly. getting there on time this that all those factors are removed because yeah. you're at home you're in your natural environment and mm-hmm. your blood pressure reading is going to be more accurate so so you'd encourage people to by a home blood pressure kit and yes and the 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 type that the hypertensive society uh recommends is called the omron the one that you do on the on 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 your upper hand not 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 the one that you do on the wrist so the one that's done on the upper arm not the wrist is what the upper hand. what yes. they recommend the okay. omron okay the omron. um Omron, O-M-R-O-N, Omron, okay. So I said diabetes, high blood pressure. There are some conditions that we we, we inherit from our parents. For example, some people, some 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 people have got polycystic kidneys. They've got uh, their their filters are not shaped properly, and they will end up like. uh, retaining some fluid in there, which stays in there sometimes, and become having, you start having like cysts everywhere, and they get infected. Sometimes they bleed and things like that. So people like that are supposed to be. I also identified earlier. There's medicine now that can be given to people like that to uh, contain the cysts so that they don't grow bigger. And yet, if it's left alone, they'll become so big that actually they can be 20 kilograms sometimes big. I've seen one which was 20 kilograms big. 20? Kidney. So imagine wow. if one is 20 and the other one is 20, then life becomes very, very difficult. Yes. And then that, that damages the kidney then because of either infections or the bleeding or everything else. Um, it, women sometimes, they will have um, recurrent urine infections. Yes. And, and sometimes that is hereditary as well. And you tend to sort of have the children or the families of those people, the, the daughters actually mostly for the women who have recurrent infections to also be scanned to make sure that they don't have the same condition so that they can be managed from an early age then rather than wait for them to start having problems and then manage them. Okay. okay. And the people with polycystic kidneys, like I was saying, with the cysts in their kidneys, they can also actually be managed early as well and be treated early as well, so that they don't have to go to uh, to dialysis prematurely or compli- have complications prematurely. There are other conditions um, like which are a bit more complicated, like Fabry's disease, like um, Alpha syndrome, which are uh, uh, familiar. They're, they're, they're sort of found in families. Um, and those have to also be, if somebody has got that, they, the, 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 the family members, if they're having those problems, have to actually be screened and be treated as well and then comes the the when your own immune system attacks you remember i was talking about the protein loss that they are very much associated with protein loss this is when we do biopsies and things like that to find out which exactly it is so that we can treat it 
So we do that sometimes as well. So it's, it's it, there, there are a lot of uh, uh, um, uh, chronic conditions. For example, people who just have a, a wound or infection after infection, we end up with kidney disease. Um, and they already say kidney disease is a condition of the older people because I remember, remember I said uh, you are losing one meal a minute uh, as you get older. So when you get very old and then you have a chest infection, it affects your kidneys a bit as well because what you find is any any acute infection can cause acute kidney injury sometimes where your hydration is compromised because you're not drinking because you are so unwell and you can't go to the fridge to get some water and things like that. You find that the kidneys get damaged even more. So people, people have just mentioned with the conditions anyway and with any chronic condition and old people are very prone to the acute type, the, the sudden onset of um, kidney disease because it causes hydration, um, uh, hydration problems, uh, and then you end up um, having kidney damage. Wow. For that reason, anyone who gets admitted into the acute services now through the emergency service, they always have a, 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 a blood test when they get there, and they do another one to check on whether their kidneys are getting worse or not. Because when they looked at why people died in hospitals everywhere in the world, from the country that starts with A and Afghanistan or whatever it is, to I know the last one is Zimbabwe, <laughs> countries in the world, they did an audit and found that in every single country that people who die in hospital are not always dying from what they went in for. They are dying from acute kidney injury, which is uh, acute kidney disease, a sudden onset of kidney problems because of hydration problems. So keep it hydrated. Yes. I'm always encouraging people um, to drink yes. plenty of water and mm-hmm. and being reminded again how much damage it can do to the body if you don't yes. get your correct amount of hydration is a real, yes. you know, um, it's a real sharp reminder of why people need to do that. It's not just um, a gimmick. It's not just something to say. It really is important. So to hear that, you know, mm. studies around the world show that people have actually died because they're not getting enough hydration yes. um, really drives home the point that, you know, mm-hmm. the, your body needs water. Your body needs even to be hydrated. Home. Yes, even at home. I remember accompanying my daughter's school uh, uh, my, my daughter's um, class uh, to an outing, they, 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 they asked for parents to come. So the only day off I had, I had to go with them. And I was amazed. It was in summer, the middle of summer. I was amazed at how many parents did not send their children with a bottle of water to drink in the sun. Luckily, the teacher who was with them was carrying buckets and buckets. And I'm thinking, you are going to have backache. And he said, <laughs> if I don't, I'll bring these children all unwell because that is what happens. So it's just to remember that our bodies need water. Whatever the functions that happen in the water, in the the body, the movements that happen in the body, whether it is oxygen, whether it is blood, whether it was, it's actually because there's enough water in there. If we don't have enough water in there, those things don't happen and the person becomes very unwell. And that's from childhood straight through. Old age, everybody. Everyone. Yes. 
So we just need to make sure that we're hydrated. But sometimes where I would say if 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 somebody's got heart failure or somebody's got like their, their kidney function is, is quite low, they may retain fluid. So they need to be to work with their kidney uh, uh, units to make sure that they don't overload themselves because that can also make them feel unwell. But anyone who is well, they tend to say, not for children, I don't have the calculations for children. The dietetic department tend to say, if you multiply your weight in kilograms by 30 you have a rough idea of how much you should have a day is that in in what units is that milliliters it is it will, it will be the it will be in milliliters then you have to um, divide by a thousand to make it like three uh, uh, liters or two liters or right yeah so so that is that is actually um um uh, what causes kidney disease, any chronic condition plus people with diabetes, plus people with high blood pressure, plus people with any chronic condition, you know, you, you can have kidney disease. And old people as well, they tend to have kidney disease because they are very prone to infections like chests, um, whatever, they, they tend to have a lot of infections. But again, we always are very careful to compare what it was before. Is it stable? Is it not? If it's stable, then you can just manage them to make sure that it stays stable. Um, if it's not stable, then are they are they well enough to go through the invasive treatments that the kidneys need? Um, you have to look at that as well. But I always say, if you try to manage people, whoever comes into the practice, which whoever patient comes to any any service, if you look out for the kidneys too when you are doing your assessments we won't have as many people as we have on dialysis because if you detect kidney disease early and try to manage it early, yes, there will always be somebody who will go through and go into dialysis, but it won't be as many as, 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 as we send there. Nobody should go with a, with a modifiable condition, should go to start dialysis without anybody trying their best to slow it down or to stop it. Now, you mentioned earlier about um, other factors influencing um, the reading of kidney function. So you mentioned mm-hmm. that ethnicity, you meant, you yes. talked about age affecting it, but you also mentioned yes. about ethnicity. So how does ethnicity um, impact on kidney function? Um, it is believed that actually, like, for example, the, the, the uh, black people, we, have, we produce more creatinine because we are muscular than our other counterparts. And you, there's a number that you have to multiply by. After you've got whatever you get, get, you have to multiply that number by a certain number, which is not much, it's one point something, to, 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 to actually then um, change it to be a GFR of a black person. So, so what the, is creatinine? Creatinine is a waste of mus- muscle uh, 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 activity. As our muscles work and things like that, we actually give out uh, creatinine. So, um, as, it, as the muscles, as you move around and your muscles are you, act, active, then you yes. release a kind of waste product. Yes, yes, and it's only supposed to be be within a level, and not more than. I know in the QE, the, their labs it was sixty to one twenty, but if they, it depends on the lab that they are using. Um, if they just look at what is my normal creatinine uh, um, the range 
and then look at what their creatinine is because it's reported all that is reported on one page but it differs sometimes with with laboratories depending on what they use what type of assay they are using some, some some go for this particular one they favor the other one and sometimes it can be like a five five millimoles difference or something i know not not very much but it's nice to just get what your that, that person should be okay 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 does does that have if i complicated date <laughs> Well, there's a, a, there's, there's a, a lot there that, that people need to know. I mean, um, and thank you for breaking that down um, and helping me and the listeners to understand what's going on because I think it's important to know that um, there's different things that do impact on, you know, your kidney function and about prevention and knowing the importance of having a urine test like people yeah. might think well what you know i'm not diabetic or i'm not this or i'm not that so why am i doing a, a urine sample but that urine sample could be the difference between detecting that your kidneys are in trouble and preventing a whole lot of other complications or not and i think people need to know that it's you know it's so important that you know mm-hmm. when you're given your medication as you said that you mm-hmm. take it that yes, that you drink the correct amount of, of fluids mm. per day to keep yourself healthy. These are all yeah. important things, and obviously things like hot weather would then affect it because you sweat more, yeah. and so you need to drink more. So for people who are very active and going to the mm. gym and sweating, or or if it's a hot day and you're sweating for that reason, or if you're just a sweaty person, you might mm. need to drink a bit more than the next person to keep yourself healthy. So. No, those are really important things that people need to know. Mm. And I must say is also, Dee, for those who worry about why we take that many blood tests, because we do take a lot. We do. Um, it's because the kidney itself does a lot. I was talking about blood pressure. The kidney um, maintains a normal blood pressure. Um, I was talking about fluid as well. The kidney maintains that. Um, I, I did mention a little, a little bit about anemia. The kidney maintains that as well. Vitamin D, the kidney has got something to do in that as well. As a pH, our body pH, which is which should be spot on. If it's not, then you start feeling unwell. The kidney does that as well. Getting rid of all the waste, you know, like each time I see the the the, the waste paper people, the bin men come round. That the kidneys do that. So the kidney is very, very busy. And for us to know how well it is doing, we have to take all those blood tests to check on how things are uh, so that at least we can we can actually manage them and actually ensure that you are as well as you can. You are as well as, as um, possible so that you can go home and be who you are at home. If you are a mom, if you are a dad, if you are a sister, if you are a brother, you go and take up your role and get on with it and enjoy your quality of life. And that's why we do that. That is fantastic. Thank you mm. so much for sharing that information with the listeners today. And um, yes, so this is the first of um, my um, talks with Pat. She's going to come back and, and give us further details about the kidneys. Um, mm. So thank you so much for sharing part one and I look forward to part two where we're we're going to look at signs and symptoms and Mm -hmm. how they diagnose kidney Mm -hmm. disease.
So thank you so much, Pat. You're very welcome, Dee. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Diary of a Kidney Warrior podcast. And don't forget that you can contact me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter using the handle Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Please do subscribe to the podcast and please do tell a friend. New episodes of this podcast are uploaded every other Monday. Until next time, take care and choose to live. Diary of a Kidney Warrior. Sharing faith, knowledge, hope and love.